Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and builds specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Wednesday, September 28th edition of the program. We have a massive hurricane making landfall here in the U.S. in Florida. Hurricane Ian with winds that will range from 150 to up to 180 miles an hour. Uh, The storm surge is going to be tremendous. I want to talk to you about the preparations and what is expected here from this hurricane. Also, Joe Biden, the commander in chief, president of the United States, called out today to a member of Congress who passed away recently. A young woman who died in a car crash has people asking, is the president all there? You will not believe you will not believe. The direction the White House goes with this to try to clean it up afterwards. Plus, we have uh, the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage uh, that countries are pointing at, saying it looks like the natural gas pipeline in the Baltic that connects Russia to Germany has been sabotaged and is going to be empty of gas uh, in just a matter of days. Who did this and what are the implications geopolitically? 
uh, for Russia, Ukraine, that whole situation. We will break that down. And then a follow-up to Eric Adams yesterday saying that Kansas doesn't have a brand, but New York does. Yeah, that New York brand is something we are going to be discussing here in just a second. But I love the MyPillow products. Due to your love for MyPillow products, the MySlippers are almost totally sold out. And because this, Mike Lindell is launching a brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. I am wearing right now a pair of my slippers because they are that comfortable. They are amazing. You will absolutely love them. My family members all have them. They wear them at home all the time. They are fantastic. Slippers are made with a four-layer design to ensure comfort, and you can wear them all year round. The slides and sandals are also extremely comfortable and durable, and they have Mike's patented Impact Gel. This incredible offer is not going to stay around forever. you got to stock up now. Slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K. Log on to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use promo code BUCK to receive this incredible limited-time offer. They come with a one-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, promo code BUCK, MyPillow.com, promo code B-U-C-K. And uh, you will love these slippers. They're absolutely amazing. So here we have uh, Governor DeSantis telling everybody um, earlier today what's going on here. He's saying, treat this hurricane, which is which is hitting Florida today, right now. It is making its way across uh, the peninsula uh, that is the state of Florida. He's saying, treat this like you would treat a tornado that is going to hit you. Much of southern Florida is already experiencing impacts from the storm as it moves closer to landfall. There have been several tornado warnings issued during the overnight hours, and we expect to see that continue today. Uh, a storm of this magnitude will produce catastrophic flooding and life-threatening storm surge on the Gulf Coast of Florida, uh, and the highest-risk areas are ranging from Collier County uh, up to Sarasota County. The current track uh, has the storm making landfall in Charlotte County. If you are in any of those counties, uh, it's no longer possible to safely evacuate. Uh, it's time to hunker down and prepare for this storm. Uh, this is a powerful storm that should be treated like you would treat if a tornado was approaching. Treat it like the approach of a tornado. When you see that they're estimating the winds could get up to 180, 80 miles an hour, the gusts, I should say, could get up to 180 miles. Some are even saying 190 miles an hour. That is the wind force within a tornado. Uh, there are going to be wind speeds, sustained wind, wind speeds of 150 miles an hour. This is going to destroy structures. This is going to create flooding that will be similar. The storm surge flooding will be similar to a tsunami. So the the way that this is going to, to look, the way that the effect on the ground will be similar to a massive tornado with massive flooding, similar to what you would see in a tsunami situation. So this is going to test Florida to the maximum. And uh, thoughts and prayers go to everybody in the state right now who is dealing with this. And if you're hunkering down or if you're, or you're concerned uh, in your part of the state right now, we are thinking about you. I, I will say um, th this is one of those moments where there's a, a recognition having a governor like Ron DeSantis, who is really smart and really capable and on it, 
is an advantage. It matters. It makes a difference. They've been preparing in advance uh, of this for days and days before it was even clear Florida was going to get hit. They were mobilizing. A reporter tried to do the, oh, but, you know, I've heard from somebody who says that you're not doing enough to prepare. And the governor is like, knock that crap off. FEMA Administrator Chris Wall said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa, 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 whoa. give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing. OK, stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. You talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something. Stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. DeSantis is not allowing this political garbage especially in this moment right now people trying to look they're they're politically terrified of Ron DeSantis on the left because they know that he is conservative highly competent and highly accomplished in his state as governor what he did during the pandemic showed tremendous resolve and and just straight up brain power straight up cognitive ability Um, DeSantis is the man for this moment. If you had to pick a politician in America to be in charge of the state of Florida, you would want it to be Governor Ron DeSantis. If Democrats had had their way, it would be Andrew Gillum, if you recall. And it almost was in 2018, Andrew Gillum, who was later found to be with uh, a a male prostitute overdosing on drugs and is now under federal indictment. He would be the person if Democrats had had their way, who was coordinating what will be life-saving and absolutely essential government response to this horrific storm. So these decisions, you know, we talk about politics a lot. We, they have real consequences for people. And, and the good news, in a, in a, unfortunately, in a sea of, of very concerning, very bad news right now in terms of this storm, but the good news for the state of Florida is that they have a governor who's not making this political, he's making this about results, saving as many people and limiting as much damage as is possible under the circumstances of seeing a, a tremendous uh, storm like this. I spoke to um, Joe Bastardi earlier today, who's a, a true hurricane expert, and we were asking him, I said, is this going to be the worst storm we've seen make landfall in this country in 100 years? And I've got only four hurricanes have hit the U.S. in the last 100 years uh, that had 150-mile-an-hour-plus winds. Labor Day of 1935, it had 185-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, Hurricane Camille in 1969 had 175-mile-an-hour winds. Andrew in 1992 had 165-mile-an-hour winds. And Michael in 2018, 160-mile-an-hour winds. Um, those are those were obviously tremendously destructive storms. This storm, though, Ian, is slow moving. It is moving five to ten miles an hour, which is bad because it means that there's going to be more saturation, more wind damage, and you're, you're suffering through the storm a longer period of time uh, as a result of of the speed that it that it moves. Um, so th- this is going to be a it's going to be a, a very rough uh, 48 hours here, and we'll see if it manages to uh, c- 
continue to make its way up toward the southeastern coastal United States, Georgia, the Carolinas, or if it loses, substantially loses uh, force. So we're focusing on this hurricane as much as we can be, and um, we will be following up with this certainly here on the show in the days ahead. Joe Biden had a moment that you've got to hear about because I told you leadership matters. Government matters, especially in in a moment of crisis. We'll talk about Nord Stream pipeline here and the sabotage there coming up in a second, too, um, or in a few in a few minutes. But Joe Biden had a um, they just can't explain this stuff anymore. They, They can't tell us that he's all there. Okay, we've, we all know when someone is in deterioration because of age, what it looks like and sounds like. And that's where Joe Biden is. And I will bring that to you in just a second. But uh, being a real estate investor is a really good way to build financial freedom for yourself over the long term, to build yourself a really substantial nest egg that you can count on. And done for your real estate is who you want to be working with to build that real estate portfolio. I met with Done For Your Real Estate years ago. I've now bought multiple houses. I have my brothers are Done For Your Real Estate clients. Some of my closest friends have become Done For Your Real Estate clients because I really believe in what they do. I have had tremendous success already with Done For You Real Estate. Um, It's an amazing company run by really smart, honest people, and they teach you from start to finish about how to pick the right property, invest, and become a Become a real estate investor in your own right, and you can build on your portfolio over time. You don't have to be super rich to do this. You don't have to be rich at all. Uh, they will walk you through every step of the process and how you can make smart, long-term, sound real estate investments uh, with Done For Your Real Estate. Just go to doneforyoubuck.com. That's doneforyoubuck.com. They'll teach you about the areas they have expertise in geographically. Then they'll help you get the mortgage. They'll help you get the management company set up, and you'll be getting free cash flow every month. Doneforyoubuck.com to see how this works. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today. Now, um, Biden was having an event today, and he called out uh, for, well, he called out about uh, a number of different politicians, and he also named a politician who, died, unfortunately, in a car crash this past summer. It's tragic. Uh, and here he is saying at this event, I want, is she here? I wonder where she is. Please. So many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. You hear you can hear the processing is not going very quickly up there. He called out to Representative Jackie Walorski, who died in a car wreck in August. He was at this is the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition and Health. Now, there are gaffes. Sure. I speak for hours a day on radio. People can misspeak, mispronounce a name, get somebody confused with somebody else. That can happen. But then there's something like this. You are the president of the United States. You are at an event. You thought about who you're going to to call out to to thank. And it's not like he just said, I, I, I'm thankful for the work that Jackie Walorski put into this. 
He said, I wonder where she is right now. He was looking around the room for her. She has passed away. She died two months ago. Did Joe Biden even know this? Is Joe Biden aware of this? Well, the White House had to play, uh, tried to play cleanup for this later on in the day because, you know, folks, they're, they're supporting, this guy's a dementia patient at this point. And he's the president of the United States. And we all can see it. We all know what's going on. And Corinne Jean-Pierre goes out there and says, well, here, you can hear from her. Play. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. She was top of mind so much so that he didn't know that she's dead. Really? This is what the what now I will say some members of the press corps, the only thing that matters enough to the White House press corps that they will push back on this White House is their own egos, as in they are being made to look so stupid. They will be supplicants. They will be they will shine the throne of the Biden regime without thinking twice. That's fine. But the moment that it becomes laughable that they are a subject, the press corps are a subject of mockery because they're being made to look like they're so stupid. Then they actually sort of say, hold, hold on a second here. You know, I, they all have egos. You know, they want to go out in D.C. and go get cocktails and act like they're really important. And when, you, when you're trying to tell them, yeah, the reason the, the, the president of the United States called out a dead congresswoman and said, where are you? Are you in here somewhere? Is because she was top of mind. That's an interesting direction to go. She didn't say, look, he honestly just it's it was a mistake. He was in the moment. He forgot entirely that 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 had happened. That wouldn't be a particularly, you know, politically. That that would be a difficult admission to make. But she could say that. I mean, that could happen. Just look, Joe, Biden, he on it just it slipped his mind. She didn't say it slipped his mind because then that starts to get to the there's a reason for that. It starts to get to. Well, is is he having senior moments? Obviously. Do a lot of things slip his mind that shouldn't? So they can't go there, you see. So they would rather say he was thinking about her so much. Karine Jean-Pierre would rather tell you he was so dialed in on Jackie Walorski that he forgot that she was dead. They would rather tell you that. Like, like he's so mentally, it's so mentally acute and aware. This is crazy. This makes no sense. I'm sitting here telling you it makes no sense, but that's what they do. Because the alternative is politically damaging. To admit that this guy has dementia. The, the Democrats, after all of their wailing about Trump, eh, he's the worst, he's Hitler, he's awful, and all this stuff. This is who they make president? There were people in my city, in New York, I remember. They're walking around. Honking horns and cheering and hugging and crying tears of joy so they could put Captain Dementia Patient in the Oval Office? Apparently, yes. 
Apparently, yes, that's where we are as a country. And they feel good about this still. I, I saw uh, Mike Allen on the uh, on the TV this morning on, on the television. Uh, he's a co-founder of Axios, former Politico guy. And look, he's not a Republican, so it, I think this is interesting. He's just telling you what the polls are saying for Democrats. You know what the number one issue is for Democrats right now? For Democrats, not for the electorate overall. The number one issue for them is threats to democracy. Because that's the little safe space where they get to pretend that their side are the good people and they're the heroes because the threats of the democracy are Trump. Because on all issues of actual policy and looking at the economy, the border, crime, schools, COVID, you go look at all those issues. Democrats are a disaster, a disaster. Everything they've done has been stupid, destructive, counterproductive, you name it. So they create this little safe space for themselves of, oh, but, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting the threats to democracy. That's their number one issue. People can't afford groceries. Democrats are concerned about threats to our democracy. That just means losing power. That just means their team not calling the shots. That's their biggest concern. It tells you a lot about the Democrat mindset. And on national security, speaking of uh, Democrats failing on everything, uh, there's the biggest war going on in Europe since World War II. You don't hear it phrased that way often, but I think it's worth reminding everybody, Russia and Ukraine. And there is the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that has now been sabotaged. This is a it is a pipeline that runs along the the sea floor of the Baltic Sea. And there have been what seem to be some explosions along it. And now there is natural gas completely leaching out of the pipeline into the ocean. And it's going to be out of gas in this pipeline. We're going into winter in Germany. Well, we're going to winter in the whole you know, western northern hemisphere um, but they're going into winter in Germany. They need this natural gas. So this now turns into, a, okay, who did this? The obvious thing is what? Cicero, qui bono, right? Who benefits? So who did this? There is a case to be made, I think, a case to be made that this doesn't make any sense for the Russians to do because couldn't they just turn the gas off? It's coming from Russia. So then the response to that is, well, maybe the Russians sabotaged it so they could claim that they're not intentionally turning the gas off. And so that then allows them to use this as a as a weapon of sorts, an energy weapon to try to bring about a cessation of support for Ukraine from Germany and other European, other EU states. Um, maybe. I don't find that super compelling. There was a Joe Biden comment at the beginning of the year that people are looking back to. uh, Where he said, don't worry, we'll take this was before Russia had even invaded. He said, we'll take the Nord Stream 2 pipeline uh, offline somehow. Um, So, yeah, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is now offline and people are pointing to that Biden uh, that Biden soundbite and saying, uh, hold on a second. What exactly was what did he mean by don't worry, we'll find a way to take it offline? I don't think that America would do this. I, honestly, I don't think we have the uh, I don't think this government has the stones to do something like that uh, and then say Russia did it. I, I think that's beyond them. But somebody did it, it seems. Somebody did it. I, I tell you this. Do we have it? Here you go. Here's Biden. If Russia invades. Uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the 
uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But how will you how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. I promise you we'll be able to do that. What does that mean exactly? People are saying that's an interesting thing for a president to say. Not a U.S. pipeline, not on U.S. soil or in territorial waters of the United States. Uh, this is this is one of these moments where you say Russia has been talking about tactical nukes and how the U.S. wouldn't respond to a tactical nuke in Ukraine. We got to bring this conflict to a close as soon as possible. The should the focus on a negotiated settlement should have been much more urgent for many months now instead of ukraine's going to beat russia what does that even look like people haven't really thought this through but the uh, the pipeline situation understandably getting a lot of attention i mentioned this to you yesterday from new york city eric adams eric adams is doing a terrible job in new york uh he's a joke as mayor um he's far too far too interested in having celebrity pals and having photos taken of him i really think he thinks the job of mayor of New York is about being a celebrity influencer. You know, he's just he's cool now. He gets to hang out with all the famous people. Uh, and whether New York actually is safer or better, you know, what can you do? Here he is taking a shot at Kansas, though, when people are, are bringing up that, you know, New York's crime is really bad. He goes, well, New York has a brand. We have a brand. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not a, Kansas doesn't have a brand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, when you go there, you're, okay, you're from Kansas. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> but New York has a brand. It has a brand. And he's destroying that brand. The Democrats are destroying that brand. And Kansas's brand is inexpensive real estate, law and order, cleanliness. New York City's brand right now, not those things, not those things. Thanks for being with me, team. If you're in Florida, please stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Shields high. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, and build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.